Two Cents Radio with Rob, Nico, and Danny. This is episode 217 for December 3rd, 2018. Hi, everybody. I'm Rob. This is Nico. We are coming Not Danny. Up. No, no Danny. Sorry, guys. No, no Danny. Sorry. We are coming up on the end of 2018. Woo! What? WT fuck. Ooh. 2018. You yeah. know what's going to feel really weird? 2020. Yeah, it is. That's going to be odd. It is. You know what's weird about, like, decades is that they always get renamed. I know. So it's like the 70s pretty soon are not going to be the 70s. No. <laughs> it's going to be a new 70s. We're coming into the roaring 20s, boys. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, you're not going to be able to refer to the roaring 20s as the 20s anymore. No. That's going to be the 1920s. Yeah. And we're going to be alive. Like, yo, 20s kids be like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be very strange. Oh, it's it is weird. Like so far, I've been able to manage. Like the the teens are like no, the nineteen teens don't mean anything to me. No, but once you start saying, "Yeah, I was born in the '30s. I was yeah. born in the '60s." Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be very odd. Yeah, we're coming up on the time's 20s. flying, man. It is. It never yeah, slows it down. Yeah, it's it's Christmas time. It is. How are you enjoying Christmas um, so far? I have no idea. You You haven't been? You have been? I haven't celebrated any Christmas yet. (laughs) Well, it's it's pre Christmas. It's all about it's all the season. True. It is. I haven't decorated anything. You haven't? No, I haven't decorated in years. Why? It's just too much work. Oh, I just it I, I like I used to like putting it out. Like getting the Christmas tree up and hanging some Christmas lights, and then you got to put all that shit away. And she's like, "Ugh." So are you telling me you don't have a Christmas tree up right now? No, no, I haven't had a Christmas tree up in four years. Oh man, you have a wreath? Nothing. You have some garland? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Well, Santa mailbox? Nothing. 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 That's depressing. I have snow outside. <laughs> That's Dude, my you need to you need to put up a damn tree. Uh, At least get like a Charlie Brown tree. You just have to put it away, and and then I have to store it somewhere, and I just don't wanna. Bite the bullet, man, because Christmas decorations are among the most joyous things you could you could I, use all year. I used to love Christmas, but it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> It's so stressful trying to buy presents for people. See, I love it all. I just There's don't know what to buy somebody. Yeah, well, that's tough. You have to sort of be creative. Yeah. Give some effort and really think about, do I love this person or, you know, am I indifferent? It really does push that to the test. The thing is, I, I we exchange gifts. My group of friends and I exchange gifts. So what do you buy other dudes who – all have pretty good jobs. When we want something, we go buy it. Mm-hmm. What do you buy somebody then? What do you, you buy? You buy hazing things. You haze them with your gifts. That's yeah, what my friends do. Nah, but that's not what we've done. I mean, okay. in the past, it's always been, you know, like nice gifts. Like we've exchanged some really nice gifts over the years. 
Okay. Well, I got some of my friends squatty potties last year. Oh, that's not a bad idea. That was my go-to. Yeah. I figured anything shit-related. Yeah. And I think they got me, like, relationship advice books. Oh. And, uh, you know, and and fantasy football trophies for losers. Yeah. And stuff like that. You know, just th- that that's what we do. We don't I get mean, anything legit. My friends have gotten me, like, a, a 5.1 surround sound system for my tv <laughs> a home theater system i think we got to trade friends uh, you know so it's it, it's things like and a, we've exchanged playstations in the past you know oh wow you know so there's some years that we go all out for each other oh that's nice just I guess. because we don't know what to do for the other person yeah I, I'm generally not that guy, mostly because I've never had money. Yeah. So when you don't have money, you don't buy nice things. You, you just, you, you really have to. I really be do creative sound like a it. pompous ass, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I got my friend a PlayStation one year for his, for Christmas. It might be, it, it must be nice just rolling in the dough every time you break a leg. I mean, it must be great. Up to seven over seven grand on that binary. You, you now. become you become Scrooge McDuck, <laughs> just diving into a pile of money every uh, time. I have... Every time you fall off a ladder and get a boo boo. <laughs> My broken leg has paid for a new iPad Pro, an Apple TV, four K. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, yep, and now and and also that for the rest of your friends and family yeah, too. This Christmas yeah. apparently. I'll tell you a nice gift that I got for my grandfather. This is because, again, I don't have any money. My grandfather collects old National Geographic magazines. Oh, that's cool. Uh, And so I was in Cincinnati, Ohio a a couple weeks ago, and I went to this old school antique bookstore. Mm -hmm. And they had a bunch of National Geographic magazines, and I believe every single issue from their very first issue in like 1916. Cool. And so because my grandfather loves collecting things and likes remembering certain dates, I got him a National Geographic That's from nice. the month and year he was born. That's nice. Yeah. So it's like stuff like that. You just yeah. have to sort of be creative. I and guess. in order to do that, you actually have to like talk to your relatives and put up with them. Yeah. Which is a, which is its own struggle at times. You know? Well, my family's pretty small, so I think that's why we've kind of exchanged gifts with friends or, you know, that's how that kind of started. Right, right. Because it's just, you know, I have to get something for my niece and nephew, and that's about it. Of my, course. My parents never want anything. The niece and nephew is always easy. Yeah. Yeah. You just you just get whatever they tell you to get at yeah. Walmart. Yeah. 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 So. I can't keep up with toys anymore, though. I know. I can't keep up with them. <laughs> I So they were talking. I'm still at physical therapy. Uh-huh. And they're talking about this this toy this year where it's an egg. And inside the egg, you hatch this egg. You give yeah, this you're, egg. You're talking about you're talking about the hatchimal. Is that what it's called? Well, you're kind of a year behind on the hatchimal. Is it Apparently that, it didn't get out to Nebraska that must thing, not have, yeah. So I'll tell you about the hatchimal. So, yes, it's an egg that you wait on a couple days, and then all of a sudden a stuffed animal pops out. Yeah. So it's like it, it simulates an actual egg. But it can Last never be year, hatched yeah. again. Right, right. It's a so one it, and done hatch. Yes. So last year I think was the year these things came out. And my little cousin really wanted one. Really, really, really bad. And I think they were having a sale on them on Black Friday. I went and lined up 
a half hour ahead of time before Walmart opened on Black Friday wow. in order to get one of these Hatchimals, they were already gone. Someone had taken them two hours in advance. Wow. And they were going on eBay and Amazon and everything and selling these things for, at times, four to five times the value. Wow. So you could buy them for $50, and they were listed on eBay for 200 That's crazy. That's how hot these things were. I had never seen anything like it before. And it was the type of thing what every kid wanted them. And I'm not sure why. It's like a new pair of Air Jordans, I guess. I don't know. Like, a, a, a thing that I understand was so popular was, like, the classic Nintendo. Right. That, I get, is popular. You could actually do something with that. Right. Thing. But this Hatchimal bullshit? It's status. I guess. It's to say, hey, look at me on the playground. I have a Hatchimal yeah. and you don't. You know? But what point is it after it hatches? It's just, it's just a stuffed animal, it's, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing special about it. I think there's what? an element of surprise as to what animal's going to come out, but that's about it. What happens if it hatches in the middle of the night and and you don't even get to watch it hatch? That's a that's a bitch then. Yeah. That's <laughs> what that is. Uh, that's a that's a cold hard lesson that the kids have to learn I the hard guess. way. Yes. That's what that is. I did end up getting myself a Nintendo Classic just recently. But, oh nice. But if it's because they weren't $200. Last year at this time you couldn't find them, and if you could, they were two hundred and fifty bucks. So crazy! I was able to get it's... a classic Nintendo and a classic Super Nintendo. Oh, that's awesome! For you know retail price, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy what happens in Christmas time. Yeah, you know what's about to be a retro thing very soon is the GameCube. Did you have the GameCube? I had the GameCube, and yeah, it's very retro already. So my brother and I pulled out our old GameCube about a month ago. Yeah. And we have been playing obsessively. I loved it. That, it's the best. Yeah, I loved it. We're playing Mario Party 8 on that thing now, yeah. like every week. I liked Mario Kart on GameCube. Never had Mario Kart I on GameCube. I loved the Mario Kart on GameCube. But if you go on Amazon now and you want to buy Mario Kart for GameCube, it's like 150 Oh, I bet. Yeah. Nintendo is like selling it as like a retro console yep. now. Yep. You don't, they don't make them new anymore unless you pay an arm and a leg for them. Luigi's Mansion. Yep, Luigi's Mansion, absolutely. I yep. had uh, Wave Runner, uh, like a, a jet ski race game. That was pretty fun. We had Mario Baseball that we played a lot. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah, I didn't uh, know that. Mario Tennis was also pretty great. Love too. Mario Tennis on the GameCube. But Loved I love Mario Tennis even more on Nintendo 64. Oh, okay, I never played it. Yeah. I never had a Nintendo 64. I was yep. always PlayStation, and then I went to GameCube, but that yeah. was it. The thing now that I've just recently caught on online are these speed runs through these old games. Like oh, how yeah, that, fast yeah. you can go through like Super Mario Brothers 3 on the old Nintendo. Right. And right. how or or speed runs on Nintendo 64 Mario Kart. Yeah. I, I'm I, blown away by these these things. I'm also blown away by how entertaining it is to just sit there on YouTube and watch right. a playthrough of one of these yeah, games. Yeah, I know. I, I think it only works because of nostalgia, because I would Maybe. never do that with, like, Fortnite. Like, I've tried, man. Like, I've oh. tried going on Twitch and watching it. I love watching, I love watching Fortnite on, on Twitch. I find it unbearable. Really? I don't See, get it. I, I do not get it. I, I, I am watching things like Fortnite on Twitch like somebody like Ninja who's an insufferable douchebag but I cannot stand that guy 
but I watch it like I watch professional football, something I'll never be able to do. Right. But it's entertaining to watch. Here's the thing, though. You, you are able to do it. If you're if you if you train hard enough, you can be a great gamer. If you you no matter what you if you do, train Rob, hard I don't enough, care. if you train hard enough, you can be a great football player. I don't care how much P ninety X you do, Rob. You're never going to be a professional football player. I'll never be I, a professional gamer, no matter how much I train. I disagree with that. No. I dis I totally disagree. If you started at a young age, you could have become a pootie. PewDiePie type. But if I like, would have started at a young age, I could have become an NFL no, running back. No, you could not. Sure. Look at you. How tall are you? <laughs> I'm seven foot one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get out of here. I don't care what age you train. They could have been have. They could have been giving you dumbbells in the womb. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't be a good football player. Are you kidding me? But my Never. time. My time has passed for being a professional gamer as well. Uh. I, I guess here's the thing about gaming too is I don't find it nearly as like visually compelling. Like when I watch the, those streams on Twitch, they all look exactly the same to me. You know, it's just all just the same sort of style of animation. It's very same yeah. looking. I have a hard time following. It's not like watching sports. Like sports looks different every time. When I watch Fortnite, one Fortnite stream looks the exact same no. way as another Fortnite stream. No, I disagree with that too. I. I you can do different strategies on Fortnite. You can do different, you know, there's 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 a different outcome every time on Fortnite. I suppose. But it's the same with any game that you watch online on a stream. It There's so many different, like, you cannot be the, the nobody can walk into a Fortnite arena, I guess, and, and win 20 in a row. It's just not possible. That's just, true. Just because there's so many different outcomes that can happen. And you have to be good, too, is Right. The thing. You have to be good. Right. So watching the good players play is entertaining to a lot of people, obviously, because, I mean, people are making hundreds of thousand dollars a month doing Listen, that. There is no question that I'm on the wrong side of history. Yeah. There is no question. Like, I get this is the future. Absolutely. Like if if I had a lot of money right now, I would buy one of these franchises immediately. Yeah, one of these esports franchises, yeah. and I would buy up all the rights because this is it, man. Yeah, football's going to be dead in like twenty years because of CTEs and shit. Yeah, and like their players are going to keep beating up women in hotel rooms, <laughs> and they're just going to be like, it's over. Yeah, so that'll be dead in twenty years, and by then, yeah, everybody's going to be gaming. Yeah, you know, and they're and they're not going to be watching it on like TV. They're going to be streaming it, and they're going to be following on Twitch and. Like, however much Amazon bought Twitch for, it wasn't enough. Like, it, that is no. the, one of the best purchases they could have ever I, made. I agree. I agree. You know? So there's and, no question, like, I'm an old guy at this point that has no idea what the young kids are doing these and days. And I don't know what Amazon's cut is for some, for something on Twitch. Like, how much money is Ninja, the, the, the top player? We need to explain probably who Ninja is. He's the yeah. top Fortnite player in the fucking world. I mean, yep. no doubt about it. How much is their cut? Because he's 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 clearing seven hundred thousand dollars a month on Twitch from just donations. Oh, from subscriptions, donations, advertisements. Yeah, what's that? From subscriptions, don donations, advertisements on his stream. Um, well, I I would assume they take most of the advertising dollars. I would disagree. I, I would bet that a majority of his money comes from advertising dollars. 
Really? Yeah, just because he has so many eyes. He has so many people watch. He, he gets on and gets hundreds of thousands of views live. You don't think Twitch pays him for their patronage? But, yeah, that's my question. Like, what? Because what? The, they're making money somehow. Oh, I, I don't know how the money flows, to be right down honest with you. I have no idea I, how the money flows. If I'm Twitch, though, here, here's what I'm thinking. Or if I'm Ninja, I am the number one streamer in the world. I am a, a big part of what is keeping the Twitch engine going. Yeah. Couldn't he easily say, you know what? I'm going to take my streams to YouTube Live, or I'm going to take my YouTube, or I'm going to take my Twitch streams to Facebook Live, and I'm going to like get in bed with another one of these companies because they'd give me a more reasonable offer. Yeah. Like, should Twitch be paying him to stay on their platform like they would, say, any other television network? True. True. That wants to keep a personality. You know what I mean? But at the same time, they have the, the, advertisers to put on his stream they have the donation system set up they they have the infrastructure basically for him to do that where nobody else really has that if if he was going to go somewhere else he would have to take an infrastructure with him he didn't have to build anything twitch built it for him i feel like he's getting bigger though than the platform at this point a lot of these guys seem to be getting bigger than the platform but you know, I guess, where they okay. have their own followings. My question Same is, with YouTube stars. Sure. Yeah. You know, like if a YouTube star if, – if PewDiePie said, you know what? I think I'm going to get in bed with Facebook and I'm going to get this Facebook live platform going. Uh, I would switch over there and see what they're willing to give me for it. Like like you would if you're a television personality True. on any other network. Yeah. You know? If you're the average Twitch streamer though – the money is coming from donations, subscriptions, and eyes on ads. Correct? I mean, am I wrong in saying that? Seems, seems like it. I can't think of another option. Yeah. Yes. So I, I still think – But anybody a- could give me that is my point. Like this dude could set up a Patreon and do live Facebook streams and probably if they're taking a sizable cut, get a much more sizable Maybe. cut if he goes independent. Maybe, but you don't know that for a fact. I mean, I guess there's that that part of the unknown that I guess is just inherent to, to doing business like that. I'm just wondering now at this point if these – like it's, the thing is – I think what's funny about the term YouTube celebrity and one of the reasons why we've sort of mocked the idea of the YouTube celebrity is that in two months, they're no longer a YouTube celebrity. Right. It's like they always get swallowed by the next guy. Yeah. And what I'm wondering now, and I think this is the step that YouTubers and streamers and content creators are going to have to – the hurdle that they're going to have to clear is – to become more powerful than the platform that they're on. Like, for example, yeah. like... Uh, I mean, Ninja's a perfect example of that. Yeah. I, I, I have to... Even though I'm arguing against you, I agree that he is bigger than, than the platform Twitch that he's on. Right. So, like, for example, like, Glenn Beck is sure. huge on Fox News. Yeah. And then leaves Fox News because he believes he has more clout right. than than the or than the institution Fox News affords him. Right. 
Right. So it's like so he feels to a certain point that he's a big enough star where he can pursue his own thing. And to of course, there's risk associated with that. But that is really the measure of one's celebrity is the ability to pursue it on your own and to have power over the institution. And so and to have other institutions competing for you, not the other way around. And I'm wondering if we've hit that point with any of these celebrities yet where it's like. If PewDiePie leaves YouTube, is YouTube going to go crazy? Like, is that going to be major news, headline news? PewDiePie is off of YouTube. Is that going to hit their brand in any way? Uh, and same thing with Ninja. If he were to leave Twitch, right. you know, are they are they married to this platform so much that if the platform goes under, they go under as well? Like, that's my question. And if and if they're not, then they're probably not as big as stars as we're giving them credit for. But I think. A lot of us believe that they are going to be the next big celebrity, the next type of celebrity in the country, yeah, right? Yeah, but going back to your Glenn Beck argument, he lost a lot of clout when he lo- left Fox News. He did. I mean, you don't hear about Glenn Beck anymore. He did. You don't. Um, when he was on Fox News, he was he was ruffling feathers and, and making headlines all the time. So so it's the infrastructure of Fox News that gave him celebrity. Sure. Are are, are the the PewDiePie's and Ninjas the same way? Is it is it the the infrastructure of Twitch and YouTube that are that are powering these people or are these people powering the platform? I I really think that it goes kind of hand in hand. Yeah, I I haven't even heard that discussed though. Like I have not even heard the possibility of one of these guys leaving that platform to pursue their own thing. Yeah. But you hear all the time. It's like, Oh, Ellen DeGeneres just got, I'm I'm just naming a random example here. Like David Letterman gets a big offer from Netflix to leave CBS. Right. Or so-and-so gets a big offer to leave ABC for the, you know, you hear in any other medium, you hear this all the time. There's competition for a particular talent. And I think why we laugh off YouTube stars and Twitch stars, quote unquote, is that they're not actually stars. They're they're, they're just another cog in the machine. But But my argument would probably be if Ninja wanted to do his own thing, he could be a trailblazer in his own field. He could be. He could be. But but why leave the gravy train? If you're making $10 million a year playing video games. Well, that's the problem. You know? Yes, but if I'm him, maybe I'd be interested in doing something more. That's my point. True. Like, that's my point. Like, I want to be a star. But all he, like if, I, I guess maybe maybe somebody like Ninja has always just wanted to stay home and play video games. And now he can do that the rest of his life by just being a star for the last two years. Sure. He's never going to have to work again. But the but the measure of of his true celebrity is the ability to transcend the platform but right like like jay leno is bigger than tv sure. howard stern is bigger than radio glenn beck is bigger than than cable news to a certain extent sure. like that that is the measure of how big you are but if do, I, let's let's here's, and the thing. here's the thing there's no way there's not another company out there that is trying to get into the video game streaming space no like there's clearly someone else is, is thinking about it. There are meetings at Google and at Facebook. I guarantee you yeah. somebody is trying to perfect this better than Twitch. Yeah. And my solution, if I'm Facebook and I say, you know what, I want to get into live streaming video games, 
let's call Ninja. Yeah. Let's call other like influencers and let's have them jump ship rather than start it from the ground floor. Yeah. Have a high profile gamer endorse us and that might make it more likely that other gamers, prospective gamers, would come to our side of the ship. But you have to kind of look at it too from the, the the culture of gamers. Are they that ambitious? I mean well, maybe you, not. you look at you look at the culture of YouTube stars, and yes, they want to be the biggest they want to be the Kim Kardashians of the world. In, in the gaming culture, do they care that much, or are they just content with being gamers? Some of these guys are pretty damn vain. If that answers your question, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. So, some of these guys seem like they would love to be on a yacht full of hookers. Yeah. And they, and they would not pass up the opportunity to be no, on a yacht with a bunch of hookers. That's a very good counterpoint. That's a very right. good counterpoint. But I just – I look at the culture of gamers and I just kind of wonder if they're ambitious. And I'm not saying that, that there's anything wrong with that because I love gaming myself. I think more so it's a stigma against the actual field and the actual medium. It could be. Because I, I still don't think we have – as a whole, as as people that consume media, although we may watch video game streams, we don't consider it to be on the same level as television and as, no. at the same level as film or even at the same level as baseball or basketball, right? Like video the, – the unique thing about video gaming is that it's both an art form and a competitive sport. Yeah. It's, it's two things in yeah. one. So you can you can both broadcast it as a sport and broadcast it as a story, right? Which so, but you, I don't think we've look... gotten over that hump yet. We still consider gaming to just be the thing that nerds do. True, you've right? got to look at the entertainment industry as a whole, though. A TV and film are are suffering because they cost so much. You can yes. throw up you can throw up Twitch on your iPad or or Chromecast or whatever, and, and watch for free. It's crowdsourced. It is. You have free labor. Right. Yeah. yeah. Very true. So I, it, it might just be a, a, a side effect of the failing entertainment and the mainstream entertainment industry. Yeah, to a certain extent. I just I also just don't think it speaks to kids as much as video games speak to kids. I just think true. it's like it's the new thing. But it's, you know, it's, you've got kids that just sit and watch YouTube all the time and have never that turned too. on network television. And I got I got my problems with YouTube as much as the next guy, man. Like I believe you me. I spent a lot of time ranting about YouTube videos yeah. and stupid YouTubers. But you know, they they are at this point in time just as influential, yeah. if not more influential than the latest HBO series. Right. They are just as influential as the latest edition of Law and Order. Right. Or, you know, Jimmy or, Fallon. Or even, <laughs> even stuff yeah, even stuff on Netflix. Yeah. You know, clearly, I, I saw, as a matter of fact, I was watching Netflix a few months ago before Halloween, and a friend of mine turned me on to this cooking show uh-huh. on Netflix. Uh-huh. It was this woman with, like, no charisma or anything, <laughs> but she, she like, created this it, – it was all, all Halloween-themed baking recipes. Really? So it was like she would make, like, a haunted house or a or – a, or a, uh, or like eyeballs or skull and bones as like cookies or brownies sure. or something. And the show incorporated like puppets and stuff. And it was very like hmm. 
it was very clickbaity. It felt very yeah. BuzzFeed. Yeah. And so I, I started researching who this girl was. This girl was a famous Instagram baker. Oh my god. She was an she was Instagram famous. She had a a Instagram feed of all recipes and Netflix gave her wow. a six episode baking show. So it's like the networks, HBO, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu are actually trying to catch up to social media. Yeah. And they're actually yeah. trying to catch up to YouTube. Yeah. But for some reason, we have this stigma around it, and we still think to ourselves, oh, YouTubers, yeah. fucking idiots. Yeah. Like, we won't know that name in two months. Right. But, like, I think it's about time that YouTubers say, hey, maybe we can actually start flexing our muscles. And maybe what we do is actual art after but, all. But but I don't think those those YouTube stars have the mindset of mainstream media. No, clearly not. I, I, I just – it's not there. Clearly not. They're, they're not thinking that way, but I think no. they can be that way. They Maybe. Maybe. But but why why change – why radically change your, your train of thought or, or your, your fan base when it's obviously paying off huge? Because huge, in, two, in two years, it won't be paying off huge. True. How many but, names from the early 2000s? And we watched them in 2006, 2007, these guys that got millions of views that are irrelevant now. But, again, I I just think of that that culture of we deal with tomorrow's problems tomorrow and we take advantage of everything we can today. Yes, there's a remarkable lack of savvy in this community. No question about it. No doubt. It, yeah, it, it it is fascinating. I hope other people are as fascinated with this conversation as you and I are. I really I hope do. So. I hope so too. It really never it never hit me. I just sort of thought about it right now. Yeah. You know, because again, I know I I don't get it. I've never understood gaming and the the idea of like sitting there and watching somebody else play a video game. Like when I was a kid and I would go over to my friend's house and they were playing a one player PlayStation 2 game and I sat there on the couch as they played it. It was the most infuriating experience really? of my childhood. See, I love that. I hate it. I would it. sit here and like I, I the my friends have come over and have played my Super Nintendo and and classic Nintendo setups that I have and I love just sitting and watching them play. Mostly because I can sit here and shit talk them too while they're doing it. I guess that's true. But yes, <laughs> but it is entertainment to me, and and see, and it yeah, is entertainment and, to millions of other people out there. I mean, yeah, it it I listen. I never got it. Like I yeah. always thought, you know, I want to play the game right now. Like yeah. I I don't want to just sit here and watch you. I want in. Right. Um. But clearly, I'm wrong. And I talk to like my little cousins who are like between the ages of eight and fourteen. Right. And they love it. Like they're yeah. obsessed with it, and they're obsessed with YouTubers. What, what and my do- young. What do they watch mostly? Um, well, they so they watch a ton of like, uh, like, okay. So one of my cousins loves slime videos okay. on YouTube or goo videos, whatever they call them. Okay, I've never where they heard like of make it. their own slime. Oh. Uh, my sister loves watching vloggers that just sort of sit there and give like beauty tips and yeah. other things. Uh, and my yeah, my my uh, my younger boy cousins. They love watching video games, and they love playing uh, Fortnite. They just—it's yeah. their favorite thing. Yeah, 
you know, and I'll never under, and I'll sit, I'll walk in the room and they're watching YouTube and I assume that they're playing a video game on their iPad and then I come in and I watch, oh no, this is a video. Yeah. We're, we're just going to pause the gameplay and I'll yeah. come back and I'll finish this stream in a little bit. I, I played Fortnite for a while. I, mm-hmm. I loved it. It was a good game, but, at, but people are so good at it and I, you just get to a point where you're like, well, I'm I'm not that good anymore, and you just constantly get your ass kicked, and it's not fun anymore. Yeah, well, I bet you because of how good the public has gotten. Right, right. right. That's what it is. Yeah, and I at just first, got, I'm sure it was better. Yeah, yeah, at at first I was pretty good, but there was a point where you could tell, like, okay, there are more good players on here than I will ever be, and that's when I started watching somebody like Ninja. And enjoying it because it's like, well, I'm never going to be that good. I can never build a building that fast. Right. Oh, that's interesting. So it is sort of like, yeah, I was never able to hit a jump shot in high school, right. but now I'm watching an NBA game. Right. And I and I can appreciate it because I wasn't able to do it. Right. You know, but you still understand the, the machinations of the game. Yeah. That's interesting, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think that is a big reason as to why somebody like Ninja is so good. But oh, he's such a douchebag once in a while. Such a tool. Like, you get you get beat. Oh, yeah. he targeted me because of my name. No shit. <laughs> no shit. Of course. If you're playing one on one or five on five with LeBron James, you're gonna try to go in and 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 steal the ball from him. You want to dunk on LeBron? Yeah, exactly. You don't want to dunk on me, right? What does it tell you if you dunk on me? Yeah. Of course. You want to have the cred to say I beat Ninja. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 interesting. I listen to all of you that enjoy it. More power to you. Yeah. More power to you. And I I, I do think it, we'll see where it goes. I, I, I do just, think it's the next it's the next big wave. Oh yeah. Though. I that I, is clear. I think it's just such a different culture than mainstream media though. Right. I don't think those those people that are in that world are thinking of the next big thing. You're probably right. You're probably right. Maybe I'm wrong. I, and, and yeah, I may be right. I may be wrong. I don't know, but I just I don't think they're thinking that far ahead. I yeah, and I and I, don't, I also think I'm approaching it with sort of an old school lens. Right. And that's that's the thing about all media, and that's the reason why no one is able to ever predict anything. If I'm is because we keep asking the wrong questions. If I'm sitting at home making ten million dollars a year playing video games, I'm not going to do anything that changes that. I might shop around. I might say, where can I get twenty million? No, that's all. No, I, I might. I, I, I might. I don't think I would. I would that's be like, deep. how long can I ride this gravy train? Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, can can we uh, can we shift gears no. and talk reality TV, please? No, we can't. Because uh, <laughs> I've been I've, I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, actually. I am. I, I, and I know, like uh, this ain't the Survivor podcast anymore. No. But we need to talk about Survivor this year. We have a little Survivor to talk about. We got a little bit of Mars to talk about too. Oh yes, we do need to talk about that. Yeah, yeah let's let's bang out Survivor then, real yeah. quick. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who would you most like to have sex with on Survivor this year? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Let me look, mm. let me look at the cast. I was a Carl guy for a while, but I think uh... a Carl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I find Angelina incredibly hot. What? But 
I find her so irritating that I can't like I can't justify there, it. I, I okay, Gabby. It's Gabby, the girl. The really? Oh yeah, yeah. Gabby is a cute yeah. girl, isn't yeah. she? That fucking monster, Elizabeth. Oof. <laughs> that fucking cowboy hat. First of all, I hate cowboy hats. Hate them. That's weird because you're from the farm. I know, land. but they're just, they, no one looks good in a cowboy hat. Sorry. Not one person Ooh. on earth looks good in a cowboy hat. Trace Adkins looks pretty good with a cowboy nope, hat. Terrible. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Angela, Angelina is the worst. The worst. Yeah, I could not spend more than two minutes in a room with her. No. So that's the problem. I, I do just find her just the most attractive, though, just yeah. physically. That's just me. I think Kara's a little overrated. Gabby is one, though, that it's it's like at first you don't get it, but then you see her in the right light, and you're like, oh, yeah, she's super pretty. But her fucking, like, what is it, low self-esteem about herself? Yeah, quit fucking crying, yeah, man. Turn right. off the waterworks. Yeah. Um, yeah, my I'm favorite of every episode, that whole thing. My favorite players, though, I have to say, are Alec and Nick. Uh, well, too bad for you then, because Alec's gone. Um, oh yeah, that's right. He got voted off last week, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, that's but right. I like. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I liked Alec. But I do really like Nick. Yeah. And Nick is playing a quietly really good game. Yeah. And I did like Christian at first, but I'm getting a little fed up. I'm getting a little fed up. Yeah. I'm tired of the nerd always coming in. <laughs> yeah. And winning this game. <laughs> also, like, can't you just be like real people for once? Yeah. Like, stop playing your stupid caricatures. Yeah. But that's sometimes what Survivor, like, forces them to do because they, like, give them these labels. Right. On the first day. Yeah. So they feel the need to, like personify those labels right so every time christian's out it's like yeah they called me big bang theory day one and now i have to you know every every metaphor that i make is in some way robotics related yeah you know every search for the idol is like i'm fixing a computer um which is why i like nick because i don't feel like nick has really forced himself into any one bubble i just feel like he's a really good player yeah who's just smart who who does Mike White know at CBS to get on all these fucking shows? <laughs> <laughs> like, what dirt does Mike White have on somebody? Yeah, Mike White, uh, he's got a naked picture of probes or something. He needs something. He's got video of Mark Burnett in a hotel elevator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something. He's been on <laughs> The Amazing Race twice. Yeah, he has. That's right. He was on an all-star season. I think I've talked to him twice. With his dad, right? With Wasn't his, his dad, dad yeah. Yeah. I liked them when they were on Amazing Race. Yeah, I did too. He's just I, I, I just kind of remember interviewing him, and he was a bore. Yeah. Well, he's a writer. Yeah. And the thing is, writers are normally incredibly boring. True. You know? True. Um, I do want to talk I, about I... Dan's elimination, because you and I had a little bit of a disagreement there. Oh, yeah. Because sure. I, I, I think that he done everything right and still got eliminated. And I just don't think that's fair. Well, I don't know exactly what he did right. He played his idol at the right time. Yeah. I mean, and and he gets, and it gets nullified. I just, I'm tired of this one upping everything. Yeah. So the argument with the idol nullifier is 
it, it, yeah, it all situates around the idle nullifier. Yeah. I mean, you just don't think it's fair that they were not told about that advantage yeah. before it was played. Yeah, I think that really is is what it comes right down to. Which I think is fair. Um, I, I don't know. Do you tell them at the beginning of the season? And if that's the case, I mean, now future contestants know that the idle nullifier fire can come into play. True. Right. So it's not. Um, I mean, so I guess he just got he was he drew the short stick on that one. Like I he guess. just happens to be the guy on the receiving end of it. I do think though that idols have gotten way too powerful, and so this introduction was a nice way. Rather than just add another meaningless advantage, what it really did was take away a meaningless advantage. Yeah, which is cool. Like I yeah, like that I now. You know, because the thing was, I'll tell you what really annoyed me. This was my least favorite moment in the history of Survivor was a couple seasons ago when Suri got voted out without getting a single vote cast against. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was the most irritating thing ever in the show because everybody played an idol. So she by default went home like that's what was so annoying about it. I would much rather have this, which is. A maybe slightly unfair, but a more interesting twist than just how many idols can we play yeah. at this tribal and how many unlucky people will be left on the receiving end of them. True. You know? And also, I couldn't stand fucking Dan, so yeah. I, I'm glad he's gone. I forgot that Alec was the one uh, that has been uninvited from the finale taping. Oh, why? Because what happened there? him and Kara posted a picture on Instagram together. Uh... Before the show even started airing. Okay. And Okay, so the Survivor contestant who broke her NDA by allowing herself to be featured in a photo with her castmate isn't out of the woods yet because there's more evidence of wrongdoing. TMZ has learned that Kara has been filmed in multiple videos taken by fellow Survivor uh, contender Alec in the days leading up to their now infamous photo as well in the clips that went up after it. So... He posted a photo that said, fuck it, or something. Um, the video, Kara knew what she was being recorded by Alex for his Instagram stories, despite their $5 million non-disclosure agreement saying they were strictly forbidden from being associ- from associating on social media. The pair apparently had a fuck it attitude, just like the caption. But... Alec is the only one punished for now. Producers are withholding his appearance fee of $10,000 and disinviting him from the finale taping. Okay, so first of all, contestants do that all the time. Right, but this was after the f- cast had been announced, but before the show had started airing. So what what was the spoiler? What did they give away by doing that? Uh, Just that they were question. on a tribe together at one point? Good question. Hold on. Let me find out. What like, what's the, what's the wrongdoing there? Let me see. Hold on. Also, are they in a relationship now? They might be. Because if that's the case, Kara, wow. Getting around on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, two for one. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. So here's a question uh, from EW.com to Alec. It said, you got a little active on social media posting a picture of you and Kara before the cast was even announced with the caption, fuck it. So oh, there's the problem. clearly knowing you weren't supposed to be doing that. What was all, the, all that about? And he said, all right. So just to kind of say my piece, it's been the main bone of contention for my entire Survivor experience. The thing is, with social media, I feel things can be misconstrued. 
but I have nothing but the utmost respect for CBS and Survivor. For Jeff, I went out there and I had this experience in my lifetime. My biggest dream was being on Survivor, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that picture, it was unfortunate. I take a hundred percent ownership of it. It sucks, but I think things can get misconstrued and that's all I really have to say about that. Well, that's the biggest non-answer I've ever heard. Yeah, it is. So he posted a picture of him and her together before the cast was even announced. All right. So I guess that gives away some stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. Is that like a huge deal? Well, apparently he's not going to be at the finale. Wasn't Russell Hance, like, selling spoilers to TMZ for, like, a million dollars or I something? I think so. Like, it's so okay, then. Yeah. It's not nearly as bad. No. He was on the show three times. Yeah. And he was just, like, taking bribes to tell people who won. <laughs> Come on, man. That That's, uh, okay, that's not that bad. No. I liked him. He was okay. Yeah, I did, too. Yeah. I here's what it, here's what I like about this season is that it's not as like twisty as the last couple of seasons no. have been. No, thank God. Because the last couple of seasons got it way overboard. Yes. They're sort of protecting the whole tribal dynamic yeah. while also adding enough stuff to spice it up as well. Right. So it's not just like, okay, everybody, you can't even keep track of who was on what tribe, and you don't right. know who's in an alliance because, with who. Because after the first episode, you change tribes four times, and, oh, you're original Naviki. Right. I have no fucking idea who original <laughs> Naviki is. Kalopo. Kalopo. <laughs> yes, you were original Kalopo for the four hours that you were on the, the beach. Exactly. How is that affecting your day 84 decision? I think like last season it was like episode two. Yeah. I think they actually switched in episode two. Yeah. Right. So it had nothing. So this season they were actually, they did one swap. Right. But they still, by the merge, it was still like, it's still David versus Goliath. Right. And so it was a legitimate, it wasn't just a free for all mad dash. No. You could follow who was on what yes. side yes. and they were engaging in a legitimate war with each other. Right. There right. was back and forth. It wasn't just like a pagonging. Right. Where it's like, we have the majority, you have the minority, now we're going to spend six weeks picking you off one yep. by one. Yeah. This was enough advantages, enough intrigue sprinkled in where it's it, it's a legitimate back and forth. And there hasn't been a season like that in a while. Right. You know, where sometimes you get picked off and sometimes I get picked off and we're going back and forth and I know all of their names yeah. and I know who has what advantage yeah. and I know who's in an alliance with who. You know, it 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 felt kind of old school, but also new enough where right. it, it still fits in this era of Survivor, you know? It, it wasn't four tribes of three people. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Where and they then, just rock, paper, scissor right. for whoever is getting voted out. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of strategy with smart people, by the way. Right. These people are actually smart. Well, except Angelina. Well, Angel. Well, yeah, Angelina's whatever. But but the, the rest of them, like Nick, is smart. And yeah. Carl, for as much of a douche as he was, he was a smart guy. Yeah. And Davy's a smart guy. Christian's a smart guy. Oh, and the fact that I know their names is a miracle. Yeah. I I'm reciting their names. What was the last time I did that Natalie. on a season of Survivor? Natalie, what a fucking disaster that woman was. Oh yeah, she was. Oh, <laughs> Queen Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> How great was the jacket episode? Oh, my God. 
It's just things like that that make it a good season. It's yeah. little things like that that such tiny little things misconstrued into these g- mountains out of molehills, basically. Right. That make a great season. And good characters. Yes. You remember Natalie as a yeah. character. Yeah. You know, she had an arc. That's that's all we w- I don't need to see ten idols played every tribal council no. to be entertained. No. Just give me a smart players making smart moves. Yep. And and, and th- that's it. Little moments. Yep. The jacket moment, I'll remember. I yeah. re- uh you know, the the idol nullifier moment, I'll remember. Yep. I'll I'll remember when they split the vote a couple episodes ago to get rid of John. Yep. That was an awesome moment too. Yeah. Where Dan plays the idol, Christian plays the idol, and then and then John goes home. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be super explosive. You can still put your idols in there, but yeah. I just like it's two tribes of smart people going after each other. You know? No, it's Except been a good Angelina. Season. She's just she's lost. She's clueless. Yeah, she's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> can never be on the right side of things. Never. No. Who do you think's gonna win? Who's your pick to win? Uh, I I still think Nick is probably in as good a position as anybody. I think that's true. I am a little worried about this Gabby edit. Yeah, I am too. Because she's getting a lot of screen time. Yeah, and most of the screen time is like I'm gonna prove that I'm smarter than they think I yep. am. It's I, like they've been calling me the meek little girl. No, I, you've just been a meek little girl. I think it's going to be somebody like Nick, Gabby, Allison at the end. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Allison is going to sneak in there too. Oh, the yeah. Way. Yeah, she's definitely Allison, yeah. sneaking into the end. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. Yeah, she's good. I could see that for sure. She reminds and, me of somebody, and I don't know who. <laughs> that is so fucking funny, Rob. Because I thought the same thing. And I have been racking my brain around it for five weeks. So she, this must be a famous person we're thinking. Because I thought I knew someone in real life that that reminded me of her. My mind immediately goes to Laura Dern and Jurassic Park. (laughs) Oh, God. No, that's not who I'm thinking of. (laughs) But I know that's not who it is. (laughs) Yeah, I would would recognize Laura Dern if I I saw it. No, that's so weird. She reminds me of somebody too. I yeah. can't. I think I know someone that reminds me of her. Yeah, it's weird. I like Survivor. Thank God, Survivor's good again. And uh, Big Brother celebrities coming back. Yeah, Julie's back, huh? Julie's back. Good for her, Julie Chen Moonves. Moonves, good for her. Yeah, way to soldier on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't punish her. No, you can't. You just can't. Uh, and you can't take her away from Big Brother. No, no, Big Brother's done without her. Right. There's right. there's no Big Brother without Julie. Yeah. At this point, it's weird. You're not doing Survivor without Jeff anymore. No. It's no. It's never gonna happen. No. You're probably not doing Amazing Race without Phil Kogan no. anymore. No. Well, I don't know if they're gonna do much more Amazing Race. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's still on. Uh, yeah, they've had a season in the can for a while. And oh, it's really? finally going to air. Like, if you're the person who won the Amazing Race season, whatever the fuck they're on right now. And I think it's been filmed well over a year. You got to be nervous. Like, holy fuck, I'm never going to get my money. Yeah. Because the- <laughs> if it, if you win, if, if they would have won and that show would have never aired, there's no money payout. No, that's not true. Yes. 
There's no way. That's a thing. The 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 reward or the award, the grand prize is dependent on the show airing. I never knew that. Yes. Wow, I never knew that. Yes. So you could go out there, do the whole competition. Yep. Win. Competing for a million dollars, and just because it's not, what difference does it fucking make if it airs or not? It never made any money. Wow, I never knew that. Yeah. That's a risk then. The payout, Be careful, Amazing yeah. Race contestants. The payout of any of these reality shows is dependent on its airing. Wow, that's really bizarre. Yeah. And it, I, I never even knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So Y'all it, still watching The Amazing Race? Do um, people still watch it? I haven't watched it in years. I'm sure our audience does. <laughs> I'm not sure I watched it when I was supposed to be watching it and reporting on it. <laughs> <laughs> We know that's true. I the so, last season of Amazing Race that I enjoyed was thirteen. With which one was thirteen? Charlotte, Tony, Tony and Dallas. Oh, Tony and Dallas yeah. is that here? Mark and Bill, of course. Mark and Bill, great. The frat boys who I almost hung Hated up on. You. <laughs> oh, I need to go back and find that episode and listen to that. <laughs> oh, they hated Trevor and I so much. I think it was maybe more of me than Trevor. Because I shit on him hard. I don't think they would have ever come on the show if it wasn't for Tony. Yeah. Oh, certainly. Tony's great. What happened to Tony? Uh, She's doing well. I talk to her every once in a while. Oh, really? Her and Dallas? Yeah. Good for them. They both got married. Oh. Yeah. Dallas is married. Tony just recently got married. How old was Dallas when he was on that show? Boy, he was 21, maybe. Yeah, so I bet you, Jesus. Yeah. In his 30s by now? Yeah. Oh, wow, good for them. Yeah, they're doing great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I still talk to him every once in a while. Yeah, that was a great season, though. Yeah, it was. Did they bring him back for an All-Stars and they never did? never did. That's ridiculous. Yeah. They were so good on that show. They were. If anybody deserved it, it was those two. Especially yeah. for losing their passport. And they were they were one of those fan favorites, yeah. you know? That got eliminated because of that stupid passport thing, passport, right? Passport, yeah. They lost their fucking passport. Yeah. Uh, isn't that weird? I still remember that. Yeah. That's crazy. God, yeah. Amazing Race 13. When did that air? Oh, jeez. God. So uh, if, yeah, at least seven, eight years ago, right? 2008. <laughs> oh man, ten years! September to December, two thousand eight. So, Rob, I have had a friendship with you. You don't know it, but for ten years. Yeah, I have known. I've heard your voice and known your name for ten years. <laughs> That's incredible. And I would have been. I was thirteen. Yeah, I was thirteen wow. years old. And now I'm twenty three. Yeah. I'm now in my mid-twenties, and I was 13 when I first heard your voice in my oh, ears. Man. So you started listening because of The Amazing Race? Uh, it was probably because of Survivor. Yeah. But I, I, I watched both shows. I yeah. was obsessed with reality shows. Yeah. And um, and and I remember th- that interview. I, I remember the, the frat boy interview clear as day. Clear as day. And I remember the Tony and Dallas stuff, too. Because yeah. Tony was on the show a bunch. Oh, yeah. She all was on episodes. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, so I would have been 13, and I was probably pretending to be older when I was in the chat room. Yeah. You know, because I was 13. 
Oh, what a weird life I've had. Yeah, you're when telling it comes, me. When it comes to this. Yeah. As weird as it is for you, it's weirder for me. Is Let me it? Tell you. I don't know. I don't know, because I would have never thought it, in 2003 when Trevor and I started. Was it 2003? No. Couldn't have been. Yeah, probably not that long. 2005. 2005, probably, right? Yeah. yeah. When we started that first episode of RFF Radio, I just never would have thought that it would have turned into this. And not, not I, that this has turned into much of anything, but I've had a great time because of people who listen to me. I, listen, I never would have thought that we would be doing this. No. like Again, if you had told me at age 13, yeah, you and him are going to become very good friends yeah. and be doing podcasts together when you're in your mid-20s out of college. Yeah. Sitting there in front of a microphone, and people will still listen. Yeah. It's That's like maybe nuts. the most shocking thing is people still listen. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's craziness. Yeah. And no, and seriously, the fact that I'm doing it with you, it's a, it's a weird thing when, like, you listen to a bunch of podcasts, especially as a kid. Yeah. Because, like, you guys were basically the soundtrack to my life <laughs> growing up. <laughs> like, I listened to you guys on the way to school, and yeah. I listened to you guys in the hallway. and, and that like, is That is the one thing that I never appreciated at the time is – like the the intimacy of listening to a podcast exactly like exactly every word i said was going into somebody else's head anyway at any time across the globe my right. words were being heard by somebody and it's more than tv right where it's like it's there's a there's a certain remove in television because there it's highly produced and it's often in front of an audience. Right. And it's so you can tell there's, you know, we're not quite on the same level. No. I'm not on the quite the same level as Stephen Colbert. Right. Right. But if I'm listening to a podcast and it's just two dudes in front of a microphone in a room talking, I feel like I know them very well. Right. There's no edits. There's right. there, there's no music. There are no cuts like and and oftentimes like podcasts will get very intimate. Like we'll yeah. tell personal stories. Yeah. Like you feel like you know the person very well. And then occasionally they'll send you a tweet or vice versa in this case. And it's like by the time we became friends, I knew you very well. Or at least I felt <laughs> yeah. like I knew yeah. you very well. Yeah. Which is what's so weird. I know. You know? I and never it's such appreciated a big part. Yeah, I never, you know, it's such a big part of my life. Never appreciated that at the time. Because you could record I don't know what did we do it on Monday nights normally? I don't even remember. I, yes, you did. It was normally Monday nights. Yeah, you, so you fluctuated a little, yeah. little bit, but it was normally Monday. Yeah. So you'd record something on Monday, and at any time during the week, you know, you had a thousand, two thousand, four thousand people listening to you. I just never appreciated that. Right, especially because the chat rooms were always very intimate. Right, because there's only maybe right. like fifty in the chat room at right. any given time. Yeah. I felt like, okay, this is just like a group of friends hanging out. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, yeah, like I'm in somebody's ear during their morning commute. Yeah. Or I'm in so, and so, and also what would happen, which is the most bizarre thing, is if I was listening to a podcast when something major happened. Right. You know, when I got like a major piece of news, the podcast is now in my memory. Yeah. As, 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 hap as, a, as part of that event. Right. You know, so it's like, like I'll I'll remember specific memories on the way to school listening to you guys yeah. or listening to another reality podcast yeah. or something, you know. 
it, it's 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 so weird. This thing is so weird, and it is. And I think that's why now it's having so much success. Like now, it feels like podcasts are the new thing. Yeah. Um. Even like over the last two years, but I, and I think people are realizing that there's a there's a connection that podcasters have with an audience that mm-hmm. no other medium does really. No. You know. No, I I think podcasting has even kind of maybe maybe just starting to see a rebirth honestly because i mean trevor and i were in it at the very beginning and i mean we we struggled we did our our thing we we tried to make it go i i I mean uh, we weren't a major success by any stretch but we had our successes certainly big enough and by the way you should be bragging about that for the rest of your life that you were in this at the ground floor yeah you know yeah like, like you, you saw the potential here, and yeah. I, and I don't even think like people saw the potential ten years later. I mean, no. it took a long time. But I think now there's there, product like like things are getting cheap enough where production values can go up, mm-hmm. and and you get things like the serial podcast or, or or something similar to that 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 are well produced and and you know strike a nerve. That show, Homecoming, on Amazon? Oh, yeah. I've never watched it. Okay. Julia fucking Roberts is in that show. Yeah. And, okay. Like, I don't know. One of the 30 most famous people in yeah, the world. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Based on a podcast. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. That show's based on a podcast. Wow. Julia Roberts is in it. When is my Julia Roberts TV show going to hit? Based yeah, on when is life. RFF Radio starring <laughs> Julia Roberts? Yeah, yeah, being put on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. This is a thing that's happening now. Wow, that's like HBO has a bunch of like uh, shows based on podcasts now, like that's a bunch crazy. of talk shows based on podcasts. And yeah, I, I, I'm sure, I guarantee you, there will be a serial television show within the next couple of years. Oh yeah, well, guarantee it. Making a murder. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's basically what it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is like a wave. It's not just homecoming. I I think I Googled recently. There's a list of maybe 10 or 20 podcasts that are currently in development or have already aired on TV. Mm -hmm. Live action adaptions of podcasts. That's nuts. That's crazy. Like, I I don't even think we could have predicted that. Like, I I think when you started and the reason that you called it RFF radio is you thought this was going to take over for talk radio. Uh, Yeah, I, I did. Which it did. What I don't yeah. think you realized is that now it's even bigger than talk radio. Yeah. It's scripted and it's right. taking over for TV yeah. and it's taking over for movies. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I never, I never, I, I expected, I expected the world to be different in 2018, honestly. I, I expected us to be more connected than we already are. Like, I've just figured internet would be way easier to get and way cheaper way cheaper <laughs> <laughs> that too way cheaper um but you know with cell cell phone data plans um and just how much internet costs to get it to your house it, it yes it's a utility but it's expensive it's not as ubiquitous as as we would have thought 15 years ago 15 yes. 15 20 years ago we would just think that everyone would have internet it would be you know available to you 24 7 but you get someplace with no cell phone service and you're you're not connected to the world anymore 
Yeah, the the instantaneousness of it, I right. think, yeah. is what it is. You know, the push notification, right? The 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 Twitter feed, yeah. The fact that it's within thirty seconds, yeah. Like you know, if 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 when George H. W. Bush died, if he had died in two thousand and two, like you would have had to wait till the next day to yeah. find out that he died. Yeah, you wouldn't have known, or at least like, that night on the news. Sure, you would you know. put it on, and then or someone would tell you, which right. is how I learned a lot of news yeah. in the early 2000s. Someone told me. Right. Now it's like if you are five minutes late, right. like you're behind. Yeah. Like if you don't know within five minutes. Yeah. You know, it's it's it's, uh, it, it's pretty nuts. And that's why I think podcasting, really, I do think it's finally, the, it's finally hit its time. Yeah. It's finally podcasting's time now. I think you so. You know? Even, even if we were 13 years early. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it, now it's it's finally happening, because it's always there with you. Yeah, you know, there, a podcast will be. It always travels with you. It's on your schedule, and uh, yeah, it's it's intimate. Yeah, you know. I want to so. talk a little bit about Mars landing that happened last week. You were very excited. About I this. was very excited. I love that shit. I know. God, you, you love it. I'm gonna call you Buzz from now on. <laughs> I just am excited that we have another. Now, this is just a lander. This is the Mars Insight. Uh, it's just a lander. It is not a rover. It does not move around. Okay. So if you landed in the wrong place, you're shit out of luck. Right. Mm. Right. That seems unwise. Yeah. Can't just strap some wheels to that bad boy and have it move? Like, well, what's, the, what's the problem there? I mean, they're very good at targeting to, like, regions where they want to go and they wanted to be in a sandy region with few rocks uh so that they could dig down they're actually going to dig down 16 feet into the into the mars surface okay uh and and lay down a seismometer so that they can listen for mars quakes uh so there's really no reason to have it move around but yeah if it had landed on a rock and tipped over it's done it's a done deal. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. What if you don't land it flat? Right. And then the camera's just facing the ground and it's over, right? Yeah. That's it. It's but pre- it didn't, though. It, it was did. successful. It right? was very successful. It's just the thing that, that boggles my mind is it took seven months to get there. We launched it in, in uh, I, I want to say April. Is that about right? April, May? That uh, long? Yeah. And it took seven months to get there. By the time it gets there, there's an eight-minute delay as to when this radio signal leaves the lander until it gets back to Earth. It's it's mm-hmm. eight light minutes away. Mm-hmm. So all of this stuff happens before we even get the signal back that it started. Crazy. Yeah. And that always boggled my mind. So there's no way to control this thing. It it hits it it enters the atmosphere, it slows down from twenty thousand miles an hour to five miles an hour in seven minutes. Hits the atmosphere, goes through the atmosphere, a parachute deploys, the heat shield falls off, it separates from its like casing, and it free falls and then fires rockets to land gently on the surface of Mars. But on its own though. But on its own. Wow. The precision that that must yes. require. 
So it just it just like senses it. It's just yeah. They have radar sensors that you know detect how far above the ground it is and how much thrust it needs to to push to to uh, um you know safely land. Yeah. There, the uh, yeah. The, I mean the fact like if anything goes wrong in that seven month trip, right? Like if if one rocket doesn't work, right? If the radar somehow short circuits. If you hit space debris, anything. Right. anything. So you're just shit out of luck. Yep. For seven months. For seven months. That's craziness. The So they do, uh, in, in that seven-month period, they do these trajectory uh, correction man- maneuvers, TCMs. Mm-hmm. And they ended up doing six of these uh, through the seven months. And the last one was done like two days before landing. Oh, no. Yeah. So... <laughs> Here's 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 the 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 variances that you're dealing with. The last trajectory correction maneuver was in in the vicinity of centimeters per second. And they 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 quantified it by saying that's less thrust than what you can push out of your mouth when you just go just like that. Just wow. And that changed the landing zone by 11 miles. <laughs> well, because it's in a vacuum, right? right? Yeah. Wow. So a change of centimeters per second. Yeah, centimeters per second changed the landing zone by 11 miles. Wow, that's crazy. And and they did that two days. So they realized, oh, shit, we're not going to land in the right place. They just wanted to make sure that they were they were in a safe safer zone. So, okay. yeah, it, it was just a, a little p- and to get it to where they wanted it to be. The pers- you would think it would be easier. Yeah. that That's the amazing thing about space. Yeah. Is as hard as it seems, like, it's always harder. Yeah. Like, the amount everything has to go right if you're doing one of these things. I wonder if this, um, this translates... This video that I found. I wonder if I can find it. Um, what was the stream? Did you just have the video? You were watching the stream, right? Yeah, from uh, from NASA TV. Okay, and so they were. It was in the control. Where so, were they at the time? What's that? Where, what were you watching on the stream? Was it the control room? The was control the, room. Actually, yep, yeah. yep. As they're getting data back that you know is eight minutes old. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> So I wonder if, let's listen to this. Although we've done it before, landing on Mars is hard, and this mission is no different. The process to get from the top of the atmosphere of Mars to the surface, we call entry, descent, and landing, or EDL. It takes thousands of steps to go from the top of the atmosphere to the surface, and each one of them has to work perfectly to be a successful mission. The process starts well above the top of the atmosphere of Mars. The cruise stage faces the sun. It also has its radio antenna, which faces Earth. But now we don't need the cruise stage. Its job is done. The next step, just seven minutes before arriving to the top of the Mars atmosphere, is to separate the cruise stage. Before you hit the top of the atmosphere, though, the space capsule has to orient itself so that the heat shield is precisely facing the atmosphere. 
Now the fun begins. The vehicle is moving at nearly 13,000 miles an hour, but it's hitting the top of the atmosphere at a very shallow angle, 12 degrees. Any steeper, the vehicle will hit the thicker part of the atmosphere and will melt and burn up. Any oh shallower, the vehicle will bounce off the atmosphere of Mars. At the very top of the atmosphere, it's about 70 oh. miles above the surface of Mars, and the air is starting to get thicker and thicker and thicker. As it does that, the temperature on that heat shield gets well over 1,000 degrees centigrade, enough to melt steel. Over the next two minutes, the vehicle decelerates at a backbreaking 12 Earth Gs from 13,000 miles an hour to about 1,000 miles an hour. At about 10 miles above the surface of Mars, a supersonic parachute is launched out of the back of the vehicle. 15 seconds after the parachute inflates, it's time to get rid of the heat shield. Six pyrotechnic devices fire simultaneously, allowing the heat shield to fall and tumble away from the vehicle, exposing the lander to the surface of Mars. 10 seconds after the heat shield is dropped, three pyrotechnically deployed legs are released and locked for landing. About a minute later, the landing radar is turned on, sending pulses toward the surface of Mars as the vehicle starts to try to measure how high it is above the surface and how fast it's going. At about a mile above the surface of Mars, the lander falls away from the back shell and lights its engines. And very quickly, the vehicle must rotate out of the way so that the parachute and the back shell doesn't come down to hit it. The last thing that has to happen is that on the moment of contact, the engines have to shut down immediately. If they don't, the vehicle will tip over. So if all the steps that entry, scary. descent, and landing right? happen perfectly, yeah. we are safely on the surface of Mars. All, we'll like, as hard as that all sounds, the getting the trajectory right, right and releasing the parachute at the right time, and all, the fact that if it just hits the ground and falls over... <laughs> Which is literally something that happens to every object ever. Yep. <laughs> like that's that's where it all goes wrong in yep. the last second. Yep. It could land it one of the feet could have landed on a rock and tipped over. Right. It's just so small. Yep. That's the thing about space. The margin of error is so small. Yep. It's terrifying. Like I would just be panicking so hard. So that was a video by Rob Manning, who <laughs> In 1997, this guy named Rob, Rob, <laughs> emailed that Rob hundreds of times about the Mars Pathfinder landing. <laughs> yes, I remember this guy. You told me because this was when you had your space blog. Yes. So me and Rob Manning emailed back and forth for months. <laughs> He's the coolest guy ever. I want to reach out to him again. He has to remember me. I mean, I. Oh, of course. I, you made such an impression, I, I'm sure. I, I know I did. <laughs> he couldn't wait to get your resume from NASA. <laughs> I'm sure. No, this is the guy that I terrorized for a month <laughs> or two. Thanks, Rob Manning. Yeah. For inspiring this young Rob. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, and look at me. I'm sitting here doing a podcast. <laughs> right. And then on a Tuesday afternoon was texting me frantically. They're about to land. They're about to <laughs> land. I'm at the gym and I'm just getting texts from Rob. Uh, Turn it on. Turn it on. I postponed <laughs> PT so I could stay home and watch this. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh shit! Uh, You're such a loser. I'm sure it was worth it, though. <laughs> I'm sure it was worth oh, it. Oh, it was. <laughs> Congrats, NASA. Yeah. Now, go fuck yourselves. We're defunding you. <laughs> no, so we're, we're, we're gonna let Elon take it from here. We're gonna go to the moon. Yep. <laughs> you know, the thing with Elon Musk that excites me the most is his Starlink uh, internet, satellite internet he wants to do. Have you heard uh, about this? Is that the thing? It's all through satellite? Yeah. It's going to be low Earth orbit satellites. Uh, he wants to put like 1,700 satellites in orbit around Earth to uh, provide internet to everyone. Yeah. I don't know why we're not doing this already. I think that's a great idea. I, he's working on it. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think in three years we're gonna have satellite internet. Yeah, low, my theory, low latency satellite internet. By the way, sure, sure. My theory is that when we have, when I have kids, if Jesus Christ, or if you ever have kids, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if uh, you know, we're gonna be telling them about the old days where you actually had to have Wi-Fi in your house, right? And you didn't have Wi-Fi everywhere, right? Because that's what it's going to be in 20 yeah, years. It's just it's, so. You're going to have Wi-Fi when you're at the park. But that's what we thought 20 years ago, too. That goes back to my point of I thought Internet would be much more ubiquitous now than it was 20 years ago. Okay. Well, maybe they're, they're taking their time. Just have faith in Elon. Maybe. Okay? Yeah, maybe. All right. Have faith in Elon as he's smoking a joint on the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Why did he have to do that? Dude, it was one puff. It was. He literally took one puff. Everybody needs to settle down. <sighs> Kind of unravel there, though, for a little bit. I mean, no, he's he's crazy. He's a crazy man. Yeah, but don't you want him to be crazy? A he's bit. Elon Musk. Yeah, a little bit. Of course. Yeah. How are we going to get to Mars if you're not crazy? That's true. You have to be crazy. How are we going to get your your hyperloop if you're not insane? True. If you're not on medication, nobody is, on not on medication is going to come up with a hyperloop. That's exactly true. I love Elon. Yeah. Well, should we get out of here for the week? I think so. Yeah. I think that's about as good a no as any. I think. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, I'm at Funny Nico Tweets on Twitter. Um, and, of course, you can see all of my podcasts where you get this one. Yes. On TooManyThoughtsMedia.com. There you go. Is it TMT.media for TMT. sure. TMT.media. Yeah, that's the easy way I to do I do like that address. I don't know yeah. how you got the dot .media. That's cool. Well, I know a guy that knows a guy. Do you? you know? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I am twitter.com slash Rob RFF. I just remember giving out my MySpace page decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> just had that flashback. Hit me up on Friendster. Friendster. No, oh. I just, we went to MySpace and then to Twitter, I think. How about Club Penguin? Were you on Club Penguin? I was not on Club Penguin. Okay, because I, I do recall giving out my Club Penguin uh, <laughs> handle a couple times. What was Club Penguin? That's my question. I never I tell you. Never had it. It was just a blur. If I'm being honest with you, I don't I don't remember what it was. Wow. I think you just made your own penguin and you talked to other penguins <laughs> about penguin things. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I, I remember. Uh, and they shut it down. That's all I remember. Were you on RuneScape? No, I never was. I was on that for sure. Really? For sure. Wow. No, I never that, played RuneScape. Yeah, that was some nerd shit. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a that was a special kind of human on RuneScape <laughs> back in the day. Let me tell you. 
<laughs> the best is you could swear at people, but they would change the swear word to oh, like another word. That's funny. So you could always you could see like freak you whenever you <laughs> swore at somebody. That was my favorite part of RuneScape, just yeah. following somebody around swearing at them. That's great. Mm. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back yeah, soon. Bro. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We'll be back. Yeah. We will. We'll be back before Happy Do Near. Happy Do Near. Well, we have to come back for that show. We, we do. always do. We always, yeah. It's, it's it's a tradition. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good one, everybody. We'll catch you back here soon.